Welcome to the 1% Mindset Podcast, where we know success starts from the shoulders up before it starts from the shoulders down. On this podcast, we talk about mindset. We have really dope interviews, but most important, we work on you. Tune in. I love you. What's going on, guys? This is Mike with the 1% Mindset Podcast. Hope you guys are doing absolutely amazing. I have a special, special guest with me. Brittany, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. You know, grateful and blessed. I can't complain, you know? Life yeah. is great right now. That, that's a beautiful thing, man. We've, you know, we've been connected for, for a little bit now. And, you know, it's funny. I've watched, I've watched you at basically your business go from the very beginning stages to what it's doing now. So I want to give you a chance before I, I dive deep into this, because I think your story is absolutely amazing. Kind of tell the the audience, the fans, who is Brittany? <laughs> Brittany, that's a great question. Not a lot of times I thought I can answer this question out loud because I ask myself that every day and every day it changes, I feel like. But like right now, who Brittany is, is a black woman out here just, you know, doing what I can do to be a better person for tomorrow. You know, um, I always look at my, 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 my motto I go by is, you know, always be great. And what I mean by that is be greater than like, you know, I don't like to hold myself short and like, like, you know, I don't look at myself and be like, oh man, I wish I would have done that. No, I do everything like I did that. So if like I left this world tomorrow, I know like I did everything I was supposed to do because all I was doing my doing was setting myself to be great each and every day. So the next day I'm just doing greater than I was doing the day before that. So, you know, that's, that's who I am right now. You know, I'm just somebody like I'm a black woman out here just doing great things and not just for myself, but for like my generation after me, you know, all about generational wealth. You know, my, fa my family after me, like I want my family to be set. I don't want my family to have to go through what I had to go through growing up, like being like, man, I hope I can cop those, those ones, you know, like, nah, my, my kids are going to be set. Like, <laughs> don't, don't have to worry. Mommy got my, my, my ones coming in. Like I want generational wealth, you know, not just for myself, but you know, for my family, my friends, everybody, you know, I want everybody out here eating, you know, that's so I, who I am. I'm just somebody black woman just being great. Well, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, we, we all have our conditioning growing up uh, and our, our limitations that are placed. You know, who do you look to or what or who are some of your, your, your mentors or people that you look at that's kind of inspired you to continue this journey of of your greatness or being great? Like what what have you listened to? Who have you looked at? Like what kind of projects that out for you? Um, well, like uh, somebody who I look up to. Um, I look up to my dad. My dad is a big, he was a, he was a huge role model in my life. Um, one, he, he was somebody that was super loved by everybody. And when I say that, like, um, I, like, like I, I never, I never go to funerals ever. You know, I, that's something I just don't do. I like, and, um, my dad was like the, like the first funeral I went to, like when, before I was a kid, but like, like as, as an adult, I went to, like, I didn't even go to my grandmother's and I went to my dad's funeral 
And I remember like listening to everybody just talk about my dad. Like my seventh grade teacher was at my my dad's funeral. Like my seventh grade teacher, I'm like, what? You know, like one of my teachers from seventh grade was there and it was just like people from his job and like friends, family, everybody. And um, one thing like, like I grew up by, like watching my dad just always showing love to everybody. It was something that was like, he, he didn't, he didn't like be like, like, you know, like every day when you go out the house, you need to say good morning to everybody. Cause you don't know who day you might change by saying good morning. Those two words can just change somebody's life. And I, I always used to be like, well, I gotta say good morning to somebody I don't know. But now I see as I'm growing up, like, yo, that is so important because you go out here and people wanna be like, yo, like they might be going through something and you know, you taking it personal, they might snap on you and stuff like that. But you know, just being like, yo, good morning. Like, how are you? Like that changes people's lives. Like, dang, you really care. Like you asked me a question and I just seen 20 people and nobody even said one word to me. So, you know, I look up to my dad cause my dad really led, like he led with love. You know, he never led with like, fear, anger, even like people can be mad, like coming at him, even people like doing disrespectful things to him at his job. You know, my dad was a cop and he quit being a cop because he didn't like how the system was. And he was just like, they put him to be a desk cop because he wasn't doing his quotas. His, you know, that's a real thing. And you know, like he was actually trying to save people out of the hood and, and they didn't want that. And so, you know, my dad, like he, he was like, I don't want to be a part of this corruption. And then he started doing what he went, like when he went to school for engineering and you know, like, and so like, I would just see him always like, even people would like say bad things. He'll be like, oh man, this person did that. But you know what? You're like, God bless them. Like they're probably going through something. And I used to be like, y'all, no dad, you got to be mad. You got to be angry. Like that ain't right. And he'd be like, no, 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 listen. You can't be like that because listen, you cutting yourself off. You cutting your blessings. Like that's not on me, that's on them. So whatever they going through, let them let them rock like that. And so, you know, he, he helped me like love people even when you don't want to love them, even when you don't want to like somebody that disrespects you. Cause I've been through a lot of disrespect growing up, even getting bullied. And my dad used to be like, yo, even though they just did that to you, you still like, you can't be mad at them. It's their parents fault. You know, like it's their parents, how they growing up. It's not them, it's their parents. And I'm like, nah, dad, I gotta go back out there and do, and he be like, nah, you know, you gotta settle it, like stand tall and don't don't let them see that you a weak person. Just defend yourself, but don't let them like, don't let them see you cry. Like, don't let them see that they, they got you down. And so, you know, like that's something that I always carry even though it's hard sometimes, I'd be like, yo, I want to go off. But my dad is somebody who I really look up to and who I really like take in his like, like his legacy of things that he taught me. And I just like keep it like enriched in my, like in my heart still to this day. So that's somebody who I like, who I like look up to and value a lot still to this day, mm. you know? Absolutely. I mean, you said, you know, one of the things that you said that stood out, you said uh, he led with love, right? And it's, yeah. it's definitely hard, uh, you know, in, in, in these times, just in times in general to, to do that no matter what. So I think Ooh, that's, me... that is an amazing, amazing thing that you can capture. And I, I'm guessing that's something that you, you, you kind of learned from an early age, from the very, very beginning. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. 
if you hear the sirens in the background, I'm okay. recording from New York City, so you'll, you'll hear that every now and again. Uh, out of, but um, so, so you grew up in Chicago, right? Yes. In the Shy. Um, yeah. So kind of tell me that journey. So you're in New York now, obviously. So what kind of, what moved you from Chicago to New York City? Well, what moved me to Chicago to New York City, uh, the journey is, uh, it's a real one. So um, I actually went to school for theater and um, I graduated from um, Southern Illinois University. Shout out Saluki's, um, 2011. And um, I remember that uh, I never forget. Like May, I graduated on May 13th. It was a Friday too. Everybody was all oh, superstitious, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna walk across the stage and get my diploma. And um, I remember that day, that night, and I was talking to my parents, and um, my dad was like, so um, you moving back home? What's gonna be the move? And I was just like, well, in September, I'm moving to New York. And, you know, my mom and my dad looked at me like, what? And I was like, I'm moving to New York. I'm gonna be an actor. I'm gonna come out there. Like, I'm about to, like, I'm about to put y'all in a mansion. Like, I'm gonna be in everybody movie. I'm gonna be on Broadway. Like, this is what's happening. And then my mom and my dad was like, all right, cool. And my mom was more so like, you're crazy. My dad was like, if that's your job, if that's, what you want to do, if that's your mm -hmm. journey, if that's what you're dreaming, go for it, kid, and do it. Like, I'm gonna be at every show, I'm gonna be at every premiere, like, let's go. And my mom was more so like, ah, oh, my baby, no, New York is so <laughs> dangerous. And so, you know, um, I moved out here September 11th, um, excuse me, September 1st, 2011. Um, and it was, um, it was, it was crazy. I moved out here with a thousand dollars to my name not knowing like it was going to be crazy. I lived on the D train for three nights. Yes. Oh, um, wow. Okay, yeah. so you lived on. So, That's uh, it. I had a job, my first job, I had got transferred from the Starbucks at home to the one that was on Bryant Park. That was mm. like where I was working. So, um, and my first job there, but my friend, he didn't have a job. Like we both just moved out here and so, he, he didn't have a job, I had a job. We looking for an apartment. It was hard because we didn't know the, the, the scams of New York City. Like, you know, you can't tell Number people. One. Yeah, like, we was telling people the truth. You gotta tell, yeah. I, we didn't know about white lies. So then, you know, we, we like 20, like I was just 22 years old. You know, I just graduated yeah. from college, you know? And so, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I have a job, but John, he doesn't have a job. And you know, like, I'm only making like, like my paycheck is like, I was making $13 an hour at the time. I was like, making $13 an hour plus tips. You know, I'm working like five days. John, he's gonna be looking for a job. And they like, shut up. You're not getting this apartment. Like we couldn't get an apartment for nothing. I'm like, yo, what is going on? I was just like, nah, this ain't right. And like, literally, like I would be on, like we would just stay on the train all night let it go, and then like they'll kick us off the train, we'll wake up, wait for it to come back on, get back on the train. I'm like, all right, John, you got my luggage. He'll look for jobs, I'll go into the, my job. Like, I'll get there early, early, like with my toothbrush in my pocket, brush my teeth at Starbucks. They didn't know what I was doing. Wow. Bird bath in the bathroom. Then I'm like, all right, here we go. Work, get wow. my Like, it was, it was like for three days like that. And my mom called my cousin, who so happened to living in um, Jersey. She was living in Jersey at the time. And um, she all the way in New Brunswick and um, who is like one of my like closest cousins now. 
And I, at the time, you know, like, I don't really, like, if I don't know my family like that, like, I have a huge family. But if I don't know you like that, I'm not about to, like, call you and be like, oh, can I crash on your couch when I only talk to you at family reunions? Like, yeah, that's family reunion cousin. Yeah, so, yeah. Know, I was just like, my mom called my cousin Tammy and was like, yo, um, Britt and her friend John, they ain't got no place to stay, you know? And I know she's trying to, like, make it work and she's trying to do this independent. But um, can you, like help her out and so my cousin reached out to me and was like yo listen in the, in the meantime y'all can stay at my house like i have a couch y'all got y'all can stay on the couch and then um i hope y'all find an apartment and so we like all right cool and so we stayed on her apartment at her apartment and she was like what are y'all telling people when y'all getting these like going to these apartments i'm like oh well john don't have a job and she's like no 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 you can't say that <laughs> she's like you're not gonna get no apartment <laughs> But she just basically was like, you know, John, technically you do have a job still because you got, you're still on payroll because he was still collecting checks from his other job. And she was like, and you got to bump up your salary just like a little bit more. You know, she's like, you're going to be okay. And you know, like, as soon as we start doing that, boom, people were like, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, fill out this application. And then we um, ended up moving to Jersey City when we first found our first apartment in Jersey City. It was nice. It was right by the, um, like by the, um, not the path, but the light rail that mm-hmm. led right to the path. Path, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a nice little commute. It was like twenty minutes for me to get into work. It was beautiful, and then um, beautiful skyline. It was nice. My first apartment, really nice. The rent was so cheap. I was like, <laughs> I was like five hundred dollars a month. Yes, let's go. <laughs> so, um, it was great, you know. And then um. Then that's when I like started like getting the groove of things, you know, like I started like going out for auditions, getting cast and stuff. And it was going great. I was like, oh, okay, I'm about to be an actor out here. Like, let's go. But then, you know, like things started started shifting for me, you know, cause I will always be working out too. Cause you know, as an actor, you are, like, they real put, like you gotta have your body on point. You know, it's a shady, it's a shady industry, you know? And so, you know, I'm, I'm still like, cause I also like in college played sports. I played basketball, also box. So, you know, I was still like active. Like I always stayed in the gym. Like you never catch me not in the gym. So if I wasn't acting, I would either be playing ball or working out. It was one of the two. And so um, I was, I got me a gym membership and you know, I always like made sure I was working out. And people used to always like, like my friends, I used to train my friends for food, like legit. Like they'd be like, yo, Britt, like, can you train me? And I'm like, yeah, if you work out with me, you gotta buy me lunch, you gotta buy me dinner, something. They like, all right, I got you, I got you. So I was still like, I would like always be at the gym. And so like people started like coming up to me at the gym, like, oh, you're a trainer here? And I'm like, nah, I just work out. Like, and then like, then my like my friends will come and work out with me, and then I'll be training them. And then like people will come up to me like, hey, you train, you train. I'm like, no, like I just, I'm an actor. I'm like, y'all, like I'm an actor. Like I don't train over, I'm an actor. What, put some respect on me. (laughs) I remember this one day I was talking to my dad and my dad, like um, I had went, it was a, actually it was a holiday. I don't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. It was one of those holidays. And I was back at home and my dad and I went to the gym and you know, he was doing, he, he was doing something wrong. So I just corrected his form. I was like, yo, dad, when you're doing, like he was bench pressing. I was like, when you bench press, make sure your wrists are straight. You know, you're like having them here and you want to make sure your wrists are straight and you want to bring that bar all the way down to the sternum. And like, I would just, 
But this was just stuff like just knowledge, just yeah. from working out all the time, taking workout classes in college, not knowing that this was gonna one day be my path. And you know, my dad was just like, after that, he had me like, he was like, yo, let's work out together. Like, and so like the whole time I was home for that little week, you know, like I was training him. And my dad was like, you ever think about being a trainer? And I'm like, nah, dad. He was like, well, you know a lot. You like basically beating me up through these workouts. You doing more than me. And I'm like, dang, this girl is, and I'm, I, I'm like, nah, dad, you know, I, I like, I like, I like acting. Like acting is what I want to do. He's like, yeah, but you know, you can train. Like, he's like, that's where the money's at. Like, you know, you working out, like, because I had quit Starbucks and started working at Journeys. He's like, you working all these, not, like, jobs that you don't want to work for. You know, you can have your own schedule as a personal trainer. And then you can go to your auditions. You can have more flexibility. Because I was always talking about, like, I can't go to this audition because I got to work this shift in the morning. Or, like, I can't do this project because I got to work at this time and they want you to be like it was always something and so my dad was like yo maybe if you first like be a personal trainer you have your own schedule you have your clients and you don't have to worry like if you want to go to an audition you can just move your clients at night and go to your audition in the morning if you want to do a play you can just train everybody in the morning and go to your play at night and I was just like hmm that sounds like a cool idea and so you know he kept pressing it pressing it pressing it and I'm like, yeah, dad. And then like this one Christmas, he got me some dumbbells and like, <laughs> and like mad resistant bands, like just to like be a joke. But he was like, I really think you should like think about being a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, dad. So I ended up getting the NASM um, certificate. Like I got the NASM um, like book and everything and um, the like the cert. And um, I was like, all right, let's do this. And you know, I remember they sent the book in and I was like, this book is big. I got to study all this. And, and at that time I was in a play. So I was like, I got to do my lines, like prep for lines and this. I was like, man, I feel like I'm in college again. This is like college all over. So, you know, I'm like, man, all right, here we go. And I remember my dad every night was like, yo, you open up the book, you open up the book. And I'm like, Man, they told me like I got six months to take this test. Nope, I have not yet, Dad. <laughs> but I'm gonna get to it. You know, like I was just like, yeah, 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 Dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, in um November 2014, my dad passed away. And um, I remember I was just like, like the night before, I was about to do a, I had did a stand up show, and you know we was like joking about it. He was like, oh, you doing stand up now? I'm like, yeah, yeah, Dad. He was like, yeah, I hope you're talking about how you about to be a personal trainer. I'm like, nah, dad, it's not in my my skit at all. But thanks for trying to say that. And then um, when he when he passed away, I remember um, going to the gym every single day. Like it was my therapy. Mm-hmm. I didn't um, I didn't talk to people. Kind of just like it was just like gym. I, I took a break from acting. I just like I was just like gym. And then I would come home. Read, read like my NASM book, like read, read, read like chapters on chapters on chapters. Go back to the gym. I would be at the gym like three times a day and just reading, reading. Next thing you know, I took the cert, passed it, bam, I'm certified now. And I, I think, I think like my dad, like that, that right there pushed me to be like, all right, Brit, like I'm gonna do this for my dad. Cause you know, that's, he, he was like preaching at from day one. And I like I gotta do this. I gotta serve it for my dad. Like my dad would be so proud right now. So um, that happened, and then um, I became a, like I got certified, and then um, 
I was working at this independent gym and um, it was crazy. Like I had no clients and they don't give you clients. You have to find them on your own. Had three clients. And then out of nowhere, the gym just shut down one day. And I was like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I was like, nah, this ain't right. And then my boy, he worked at Blink. And I used to work out there. I was just a member. And people used to always think I was a trainer there. I was like, no, I would never work at a corporate gym. I don't trust corporate, no corporate, no, never. And then um, when the gym that I was working at shut down, he was like, yo, you gonna, you, you need a job? They hire it. I'm like, yo, I know, but I don't want to work at Blink. He was like, but Britt, it's all you got. And I'm like, so went like, went to talk to the manager there. And then um, next thing you know, they hired me this, that same day. And then that's how it started off there and then skyrocketed from there. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to touch on a few things uh, before we go further. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of profound things that's happened. The first thing was what, I mean, you kind of gloss, he's like, yeah, I lived on the D train for three days, right? And yeah, I know it's crazy and just kind of went through, but, you know, to live on the train for three days, what what was that like? Like, what was that feeling like? Because I'm sure that's not, or was there a sense of like, man, I want to go back to the shy? Was there like, what was yeah. going through your head when it, that happened? It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, one, I didn't, I didn't realize like how I was scared, scared, because every night you don't know what may happen. I saw a lot of crazy things, a lot of crazy things. You know, when you're on a train, like. You don't understand when you're on the train after like like nine, it's it's real. <laughs> Things are real. You know, you it's a lot of different characters. And you know, like it's two of us with like luggages. So we already looking like bait. Like we about to mess with y'all. So you know, it was a lot of nights I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep on the train. Like I couldn't sleep. I was like, yo, or like one of us had to sleep and then the other one had to just be up and alert. And it was just like, it was something like, I, I know the first night I was like excited. Cause I was like, oh, I feel like a New Yorker. The second night I was like, no, this ain't, this ain't what I want. And I was like, I, I, I like a part of me, like five or 10% of me wanted to just get back on a flight and just be like, I'm going back home. But I knew if I did that, I would have proved everybody in my family that had doubted me, all of my friends, my so-called friends, that said, oh, you won't make it in New York. Like all those people, all those, the haters, I would have proved them right. So I was like, Britt, you have an option. You can just, this is not gonna be forever. And like at the time, I didn't know like this mindset that I was in. I, I was like, this is not gonna be forever. You're gonna find an apartment tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow's the day we're gonna find an apartment. I kept just saying that like, we're gonna find something and and you know, it, it was, it was all, like, that's when I was just like, all right. Cause if I go home, it's a wrap. And I will never get to like, say like I made it in New York. And that was the only thing I want. Like I wanted to be like, this was not no longer about like being an actor. I, I had to just, I had to shut people up and I had to shut the haters down. I had to shut that subconscious part, that scared, that scary part of my head. I had to shut it down. Cause you know, like, I could have easily just been like, all right, I'm going back home. I could have put that $1,000 and got a plane ticket and go back, went back home. But I was like, nah, I can't do that. I'm not gonna do that. 
you know, I came here to say that I'm gonna be an actor, I'm gonna be something, so I gotta do that. Um, so it was a lot of fear. Like after the second night, it was a lot of fear. It went from excitement to fear to like, oh no, is this really gonna be my life? Day three, I was just like, yo, are we still in front of apartment? And, I, and then I started getting angry at my friend, my best friend at the time, like, yo, bro, what are you doing? How you not getting no job? I'm like, this ain't right. Like, I remember we got in a fight day three. Like, we both was like this with each other. Like, we both was like, I was like, like, cause he not understand. Like, I was like, also I had to, like, I had to, I'm in a new job. I had to be all happy at Starbucks. Like, hey, oh yeah, like, you want a latte? Oh, let me get your name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Be all friendly and geek. But like in my head, I'm like, yo, I have no place to go to bed tonight. Like I won't have a place to go to sleep. You know, people like complaining about little things at the job, and I'm like sitting here like, and I and I don't know them, so I'm not express. I'm not telling nobody what's going on. I'm just like, like yeah, but at least you got a place to go to bed tonight. You know, like I was so grateful when things were like, cause like food, I wasn't spending no money on food. Everything was free from Starbucks. Like they would throw out food and I'm like, yo, can I take this home? Like, like, can I take it home? And it would be a meal just so John and I can have food. Like, I'm like, yo, like, I need this food. Like, can we not please? I know like sometimes they used to, they said they would give it away to the homeless. But like, I was just like, yo, like, do you mind if I have at least like certain things, like some little thing so I can like take this back for my roommate and I. And then they're like, Oh, yeah, 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 cool. But I wasn't telling nobody, like, yeah, because we ain't got no plate. Like, I was just like, just so we can have, like, I just, like, I was like, I like these, like, you know, like, can we just keep a little for, like, for me? And they're like, yeah, yeah, cool. And, like, I'll come home, like, yo, John, we got some Bresco, like, those little Bresco boxes, like, the cheese and the eggs, I'm like, or the sandwiches, or any bagels. I'm like, yo, like, I'm like, yo, we got some bagels tonight, yeah. you know? And so it was like, it was scary. I it, like it, it. It's like giving me chills right now because it's like wow. Like, like I never forget. Like, like seeing rats. Like when you see a rat and that like and it's like close to you, you like yo. This rat just really just ran up on me. <laughs> like, like you sitting there like because they kick you out the subway. Like yeah. when they get to the last stop, you gotta kick. You get kicked out the subway. They don't really clean. I saw that. <laughs> they didn't. They they just let you. They just sit there. Then the doors open again, and then that's when the next people come in. And then, you know, we'll just be like, all right, here we go. We're going to ride again. Because, like, that, like, but when you sitting outside and you, like, sitting there and it's cold. You know, I don't know if y'all know the D train stops in Coney Island. We was on that D train all the way to Coney Island. <laughs> and it's cold. I'm like, it was September, but it was a little brick at night. Yeah. Like, dang, man. And you just sitting there like, then you waiting again, and then they finally, like, the doors open again. You're like, all right, cool. About to get back on this bad boy. I'm like, all right, John, I got two hours to sleep. It's your turn to, like, go to bed, like, stay up so I can, like, get this two hours before I got to get to work. And so, you know, like, it was real. It was, it was scary. It was scary. It was, it, it humbled me a lot because, like, today now I look at, like, you know, I see people on the subway and I see people like on the subway sleeping there and they don't have no place to go. Like they, they don't, they don't, they don't have a job. They don't have a place to go. They don't have family out here to be like, oh, come on, come over here. We got you. This is, this is their life. Like 
every day. And you know, like, I, I like I got like I just gotta be grateful and count my blessings because like that could have been still me to the day. Like I could have still been sitting on a subway, just like hoping to have a place to stay. But you know, I count my blessings every day. I'm so grateful. Like, cause I could like it, it could have went south real quick, like so quick. So, you know, like every day I'm on the subway, I always like, especially the D train. The D train has my heart. Like, <laughs> I think like, no, the D train is forever going to be like the train. Like, it, like when I'm on a D train, sometimes I just be like sitting there like, wow, Brit. Like, man, you're not having to, you don't have to like sleep and then wake up, like, join you up. Like, you can just like, if you doze off, you wake up like, oh, my stop is coming up. Like, I'm not in that set anymore like or I'm not like man like lord like can you please like get give me somewhere like you know like I'm I'm like wow like I'm gonna get off of, off my stop now off like to the like to my destination like I'm going somewhere now on this D train it's not like where are we gonna go now like what's gonna happen next so you know it's it's a it's a it's a it's gratitude it's gratitude beyond like because it could have, like I said, could have been a different scenario. Mm. Wow, you know it's, you know it's interesting uh, because, like you said, you can go. People can go, and I, you know, even myself, you can go and you can walk by someone that's homeless, or you know, someone who necessarily doesn't have a place to go, and and you don't think much of it, and you know, because you had that experience, you know, it it, it gives you different perspective. One of the things that I said, one thing that changed my life that I thought was really interesting uh me so i've since 2018 or so um and it hasn't been every single day but for the most part monday through friday you know four to five days a week i, I go to the gym at 5 a.m since i've been doing that since 2017 yeah actually and i remember one particular time and this is when i used to go to blink there was a homeless guy that was there every morning so i'm walking up to the gym around you know 4 50 5 o'clock there's this homeless guy every day that's just there, right? And it was winters, like he was just always there. And one particular time I saw him and he had, there was a McDonald's right right next to the blink that I was at. So there was one time he had a breakfast sandwich and as I was walking by, it was almost like he was like blessing the food, right? Like, and again, I didn't hear everything. And it, I was just like, wow, you know, here's a guy that probably was here all night, sleeping here all night. This is his, this is his spot. And he still had the thought process and the mindset to bless his food before he ate it, right? Yeah. And, you know, these little stuff you don't think about, you know, you walk by this human being every single day. Or, or whoever you may walk by and you have no idea, you're just like, you know, again, there can be some some empathy for it. You know, you may be a little sympathetic, but you just you just don't know. And that in itself was like, wow, right? Um, so I definitely, I definitely get that. I want, and which is why I wanted you to talk about it. Cause I think it's a big deal, you know, to, to live on the train, you know, for three yeah. days. Yeah, and it, it definitely is like, you know, like even like, cause like, John and I didn't look like we were homeless, like because we had the we had our bags, but like that's what like that's why I always set like like always make sure people understand this. You can't be like just because you see somebody like out exterior like the ex like the external stuff. You don't know what's internally going on. You know, like what may look beautiful on the outside, it may be a lot of stuff going on in the inside. And you know, like, and and the and the thing is, like, you know, people like 
you know, they, they like, I really have a problem with the homeless problem out here in New York. That's something that, like, that's, wow, it's like, it irritates me. I have a problem with the way, like, they look at, you know, to get apartments out here, to get businesses, to get anything out here, I have a problem with it, especially for our black and brown people. But they don't want to talk about that, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, and it's like, no. It's, it's a it's a huge difference for anybody that's black and brown to get something versus somebody that's white. And nobody want to call it like it is, but it is, you know? The fact that they got all these abandoned buildings, but they don't want to build more shelters. They don't want to, they want to keep all the homeless people in places that like they don't want to do anything for them. You know, why are they living on a subway in 100 degree weather or in below zero weather? Put them in shelters. They have all these abandoned buildings, yet they don't want to do nothing and like create and do things for the community because they they, they want to do things that's gonna make like apartment buildings go up, like rent go skyrocket, but they don't want to do something that's gonna help the like help people. But then they want to talk about like, oh well, there's a huge like problem with the homeless rates. And I'm like, well, why do you think that? Like, why do you think that? Like, no, but uh, uh, I guess me. <laughs> so I, I, I want to, because you, you, you've had an interesting journey and, you know, I, I'll get back to like where I wanted to get to in the second point. So you're in New York, your, your dad uh, tragically passed away. Uh, definitely my condolences. Yeah. And you, you've gotten your, you got your certification. Uh, you went, you were at Blink for a little bit. Uh, then what happened, like, then, as we've gone on, right, you have your own gym now, right? Yes. Vibes yes. training, vibes yes. training, right? Yes, vibes yes. training. Vibes yes. training. So how did you get to that point, right? Because I, I know you probably had a lot of stops since then. You've worked at a ton of different gyms. How did we get, how did we get there? How did we get to vibes? All right. Yes. So, <laughs> Oh man, vibes happened. It's so vibes was manifested. It was manifested. Um, it was in uh 2018, 2017. Yes, 2017. Um, I got fired from Blink. <laughs> Thank God. That's the best fire. I've never been fired from a job, but that was the first job I was ever fired from. Thank you, Allie. I want to thank her so much for doing that because you know. Hey, she had to do what she had to do. Um, but I got fired based on um, um, my my client cursed out the the um, the manager at the gym. My client was like making a lot of noise, and um, you know I'm just like whatever. And so she comes out in the office and was like, "You're making so much noise, like I can't concentrate in the office and just going off." And my client just went off on her, and I started laughing. Somebody goes off on somebody. What do you do when you feel awkward and you laugh? I'm just <laughs> like, dang, you know, wow. Like, and so the next day I come in and, you know, she's like, um, I don't like the fact that you laughed at me and, you know, you made me feel bad and, you know, you thought this was a joke. So I don't like your attitude. So you're fired. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, what? I'm the top trainer of your gym. I was like the top two trainers of all the blinks in Manhattan. It was this guy, Alex, and then me. And so, like, when she fired me, I was like, you know all my clients are gonna come with me. And that's exactly what they did. Um, so 
she fired me and then the next day blink called me and was like oh do you want your job back we'll put you on another location i said no you know god did this for a reason you know i was getting too comfortable i was getting like i was i was just coasting and and god was like no we're not gonna coast no more we this is gonna happen and so um I remember that night, I was just like, oh no, I got fired, what am I gonna do? All my clients hitting me up, they like, Britt, whatever you decide to do, we with you. Whatever gym you go to, we with you. So I was like, I can either go to another corporate gym or I can just start doing this on my own. And so um, my boy, he was at Hype and he kept telling me, yo, you gotta come to Hype, you gotta come to Hype. You get your independent, you got mad clients, you definitely make it over there. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And so, you know, I went there and they told, they, they were like, oh yeah, this is our gym. It's a private gym, you know, bring your clients. The rent, $1,800. So I'm like, what? I gotta pay $1,800 just to train people? And so, you know, but the facility was nice. It's a nice facility. And so, you know, I'm like, dang, man. And so my clients was like, yo, Britt, we with you. So, you know, I was like, all right. And one of my clients just blessed me and just pay, like hit me with the rent. Like, here's $1,800. I'm ready for to train. I was like, oh. And I'll never forget, it was a day I was leaving church. I was leaving the Epiphany. I was leaving church. And I was like, yo, <laughs> how am I about to do this? Like, I was sitting there walking from church like, man, this is gonna be hard. Like, how am I doing this? And my client just sent me, I remember getting a Venmo request, $1,800 at that moment. And I was like, whoa. And he was like, yo, I'm ready to train. And then all my clients just hitting me up like, let me know what day you're gonna be at Hype. I'm ready to train with you. I just canceled my membership at Blink. And so all my clients just started following me. At, um, at Hype, I ended up meeting um, Tay, who's my business partner. And um, Tay and I, we just like, it was an instant bond. Like, I don't know if you ever met somebody, but you just, it just they just click with you first moment you meet. And we was just like, like, I remember watching her work out with my boy. Like my boy was showing me her workout. And I was like, dang, she's strong. Like, cause I ain't never seen another black woman like me with locks that's strong. You know, like I would train with these like other women, but you know, they'll lift like, you know, regular stuff, you know, like average weight. But somebody that's lifting, lifting like me, that look like me, that's not like, you know, like every time I used to go to the gym with my boys, like I lift something dudes, everybody like, dang. And I'm like, yo, but this regular y'all, like, <laughs> so, you know, like, it was great to see like Tay, like, oh man, somebody that's like me. Nobody's like, we just two strong black women out here doing our thing. And you know, like we were always like um, talk, like all the time, work out together. And it was this one day we was walking um, and this is how vibes was manifested. We used to always go on our break. After our workout, we would go, we would go to H&M. That was our thing. Go to H&M and then go get a coffee at prep. And like that was our thing. And so, you know, we had went to go get a coffee at prep and we was walking this empty abandoned building. We was walking past it and it was like, um, it was like for sale and all this stuff. And then um, like Tay and I was like, yo, like one day we gonna have our own gym. It's gonna be by us, for us. We gonna have, it's gonna be super black. We gonna have black trainers in there. We gonna have like people gonna be up in there working out, getting strong, lifting. You know, we gonna have people renting out the space having memberships and you know like it's gonna be lit and we was like yeah like playing with the music we want to play because every time we was at hype we felt like we weren't include like we felt like we had to walk on eggshells 
they will play all this rock and pop music and be like, yo, this is not us. Like I'm trying to lift and I gotta listen to like some like like limp biscuit right now. <laughs> oh, man, like I wanna hear some biggie, like some yeah. come. Like, can we put that new meek on? Like, yeah. you listen to this right now? Like, come on, bro. So, you know, you know, we was like, this is gonna be a gym for us. Like, this it's gonna be lit. And it was crazy how after that, everything just transpired. Like, um, and then like the, during the pandemic, um, I was having a roommate problem. Her and her girl was having a roommate problem. And so, you know, we were just like, yo, like my 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 lease that I was on was a temporary lease. Like my my, my landlord was like, listen, you're only gonna be here for temporary until you can find a roommate so that you can move into the apartment that you want. And so I was like, heard you. So the like I was like, yo, y'all really looking for a place? And they were like, yeah. So I was like, all right, let's go. So yeah, I found an apartment. We got an apartment on the couch. And then the pandemic, like it was during the pandemic. We moved um in June. And then um one day, you know, we working out like everybody was working out at home and like getting tired of doing the same pull-ups, using the same 12 and a half dumbbells. I'm like, yo, I need some, like, we need more. And so like one day Tay was just like, yo would you like want to like go in with me and like invest in getting like equipment and we can have our own equipment upstairs on the roof and then just like you know work out whenever we want to and then like if the if people in the building want to use it we can let them use it too but we'll store it downstairs in the basement or upstairs and i'm like yeah so you know we went on like um offer up it's um yeah offer up we want to offer up like found like dump like this one dude was selling dumbbells barbells like we found a rack it was like like all right cool we found a little bike at this gym that was like out of business that like wanted to sell it so we're like cool so we just brought everything on the rooftop and we was just working out and so people start hitting us up like yo <laughs> that's a like y'all got a gym upstairs like y'all got a gym like can we come through and be like oh word yeah 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 our friends was hitting us up like our clients didn't start hitting us up. And that's when it was like, yo, we can, like, we can make something out of this. And so, you know, um, after a while we was like, yo, like, let's, let's think about what we gonna do with this. Like, we got this, like, we got something going on right now. Gyms are still closed. Clients are hitting us up and people want to come over here. So we were like, let's make this into a business thing. So that's when we are like, um, we, we started charging people if they wanted to use the space like $20 for an hour just for themselves and people start doing it and then like our clients we would bring them upstairs train them because a lot of our clients were still mobile and so they wanted to be person so we're like yeah and so um we ended up getting an LLC but then um we started having a complaint from the neighbors the neighbors on our roof like underneath like the fifth floor complaining every single day and our landlord was like, because we had told our super about it. Our super was like, yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. But our landlord didn't know nothing about it. So he was like, called us into the office. Felt like I was going into the, like, the principal office. I was like, oh man, if you set this down, like, ah, oh, like just when the money started coming in, you gonna shut us down? He's like, all right, y'all. He's like, I love what y'all are doing. I had no idea this was going on, but I love what y'all are doing. He's like, but I like, but we cannot continue this on the roof. But I do have an empty space if y'all want to check it out. And we like, hmm, tell us more. And he's like, it's a garage. It's at 217 Malcolm X. 
if you want to check it out. So we went there. It was funny because we were supposed to actually move into, this is one of the buildings he showed us before we moved, he, like moved here, like moved our gym to this location. So we like, this seems a lot familiar. We're like, oh wow, it's an apartment here that he showed us. Now we about to put our gym here. So, you know, we go and it's just a garage. It's legit a garage, you know? It's just nothing but like cement floors, like everything, like ladders, like it's just a whole empty space, 500 square feet. And so, you know, we were like, yo, we gotta do this. Like, like this, God has given us this, we gotta take it and run with it. So, you know, I remember I was trying to get a car. I remember I was about to get a car that year. I was like, oh, about to get a whip, it's a wrap. And I remember Tay called me and I was at, I was at the store and she was like, yo, Rick, you serious about doing this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. She's like, we don't have to work for nobody else. This is ours, this would be us. And I'm like, right. you know what, let's do it. And I remember like, as soon as I said that, um, it happened. Like, we got that LLC. Um, one of my um, friends, she's a contractor. Mel, shout her out. Um, she ended up being our contractor for this. Um, and then we also had an electrician. And then like, everything came out of our pocket. Like a lot of people don't understand that. This this was like savings after savings, like our pocket and a, um, a silent investor and that was it. Like, and it's somebody that we knew. It didn't have to go through the banks or anything. We didn't go through no banks. We didn't go through no like getting loans, none of that. It was just everything out of our pocket. Like, like I remember like, man, like having like my savings go from here to like zero, <laughs> like real quick. But you know, it was an investment that I wanted to do because this is like generational wealth. This is no longer about me anymore. This is no longer about Tay anymore. It's just like our future generation, you know? And that's like, and also just letting people know, like, you know, like it was a pandemic. And like, I used to like, like not let that register. Cause I was just like, man, we still in the pandemic. But like, this was the, like the beginning of the pandemic when everything was still shut down, when gyms were just starting to open up, like barely. And we was like, we about to open up y'all. And people were still scared to come anywhere. And you know, like, like I remember like being at the gym from like, like we, our hours used to be six, like uh, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And I remember being at the gym all day, not seeing one person. Like you just sitting there all day, like anybody gonna come through? Anybody gonna come through? Just all day, because everybody was so scared. Like the only people that was coming was our clients, and our clients were still like, "Is it safe?" And I'm like, "Yeah, nobody coming in here." But now it's just like it's a different. It's different now. Now my clients be like, "Dang, it's packed in here." I'm like, "Yup." But you remember when it wasn't? So, <laughs> like, so you know, like it, it, it had like it was all about like. You know, we had a, like, Tay and I had a dream. We had a, we we manifested. We said what we wanted. We wrote it down, you know, prayed, and uh, and now it's here, you know? You can't, like, like you can't, like, you can't, like, can't skip any parts, but I also cannot say that none of this was not, like, all this was God's doing. And with without God, like, none of this stuff would be possible. So, you know, you always got to keep, like, keep God first in that vision. You know, and then from there, like everything else is gonna fall. But you know, like that was 
that was key. And I, I, I want to shout out one more thing because I said this also at Epiphany. And I don't know if a lot of people was like, I don't know. But um, it was a, it was a one day we had a Bible study here. And um, I remember, like, I forgot who it was. But it was Netta. Netta asked me, she's like, what do you want to do one day? And I was like, and I'll never forget this day. I was broke that day. I, I had, like, no money because I had just paid off all my gym rent and my rent. And I remember, like, I had to hop. Like, I had to hop the terminal, like, hop to, like, sneak in to go to Bible study just so I can, like, get there. Because I was like, I don't know. I was in the city. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get to Manhattan. And I remember um, one of my friends from the church, Tracy, got a shout out. She bought me dinner that night because I had no money to eat that night. And I remember, never forget. And I remember I was like, I'm going to hop the turnstile because I got to get to the Bible study. And I remember being in there. It was about finances. And I'm sitting there like, man. I was sitting there like, man, we gotta have a buddy, buddy, Bible study about finances right now, and I got nothing. <sighs> I, I was already tight being there. I was like, man. And then like, Netta was like, what do you wanna, like, what do you one day, one, one day wanna do, Brent? And I was like, I wanna own a gym. And like, she's like, oh, okay. And everybody's like, dang, okay. And then I was like, yeah. And I was like, yup, that's what I wanna do. And I was like, and then like, it transpired. I was like, yo. <laughs> Yo, that, like, when it hit, I was like, dang, bro, that, that, wow. So, you know, I always tell people, like, you got to really speak what you want. Words have so much intention. Even when you want people, I used to always say, man, I'm weak. Words like that you cannot say, because then you really will be weak. So I'll be, like, really intentional with my words, how I talk. Like, little things I used to say, like, I don't, I try not to say I'm dead anymore. Because that stuff, like, words are so intentional. And when I saw how intentional words are, when I said I wanted to own a gym, when I said, like, when Tay and I looked at a building and said, we're going to have a gym one day, like, all this stuff really happened. And now it's here. So, yeah. Man, man, first of all, I want to, I definitely want to shout both of you guys out, being black women and owning, you know, owning a gym in Bed-Stuy. You know, and yeah. I, I kind of just want to, you know, like really just speak to that. Like, I, obviously, you had you've had your clients, your consistent clients that that you've had for for years and years. I'm assuming at this point, but you said for a while there was no one coming in there. So you're you're in a location in a pretty residential area um, of Bed Stuy. Like, what was it like? You know, as far as like just acquiring clients, getting clients to come. Was there like particular marketing? Was it people just seeing the activity? You know, just how was that mindset like going through? Like you said, you was in the gym sometimes from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. and had nobody there, which I can only imagine what that must have felt like. Like, what, what was that, you know, what was that process like? And how did you, like, develop it to where now you have a packed house, so to speak? Um, in, a, in a year, too. I want to mention that, you know, within a year. Yeah, so it how was, like, for us, like, when, when Tay and I came on this block, it was a lot of, like, you know, like, a lot of people were like, oh, what is this? You know, like, we had to like, kind of like, you gotta, you had to like, kind of earn your stripes. <laughs> you know, it's a community. They, this community that we are on, one, I wanna say, I love this community. Like, when we first got here, they was like, kind of like, who are y'all? Like, it was like, you, you the, you're the small bear in, a, in, in the wood. Like, you gotta, you gotta show that you like, hey, we holding our grounds here. You know, and at first, you know, a lot of people was just like, who are y'all? Like, uh, it's a gym, okay. And so, you know, 
like what I what I wanted to do, my intentions was to make sure the community knows who we are. Mm-hmm. That means going outside, saying hi to the mayor, John, the mayor of the block, <laughs> talking to him, you know, getting to know him, getting to know um, you know, the next door neighbors, getting to know the people that's just always like that I always see outside. Cause I used to always bring my dog to work. And so I would take him on walks. And so as I go on these walks, I start talking to people like, hey, how y'all doing? Oh, and they'd be like, oh, you the girl, one of the owners um, at the gym right here. I'm like, yeah, 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 my name is Brittany. You know, if y'all wanna come through, just come by. You know, it's just like, come through, like, we got y'all, like, come on by and stuff like that. You know, marketing for us looked like IG, a lot of IG posts. We'll post every workout every single day, like just hyping people up. And then we started um, doing promotions. Um, that, like at the end of the year, last year, we had a big promotion. And um, it was basically like the, like it was like, uh, it was like so, so it's a beautiful promotion. It was like 10 sessions for $200, something like that. And uh, mad people came in like, oh man, like getting that for Christmas gifts. And some of my clients that I still have today are off of that promotion that we had last year. Mm. And so, you know, just like that promotion helped people. And then that, like, they're, they start seeing results. And so it started being word of mouth. People started being like, oh, like, you train so-and-so. I see them looking good. Can you train me? To the point that Tay and I had to hire trainers because mm. we didn't take on any more people. So we had to, you know, we hired, um, Two people that we knew, like, they were our homies from the jump. Like, well, Greg and I, I known Greg since, like, blink days. Like, I, like, Greg, he, like, we traveled every gym together. For the past seven years, we started at blink together. He brought me over to Hype. Then when I left Hype, we went to another gym together. So, you know, like, Greg and I, we, like, we, and then also when we started on the rooftop, Greg was coming to the rooftop every single day with us. Like, always, like, yo, y'all, y'all need any help? I'm here for y'all. So, you know, he was our first trainer that we hired. And then after that, we hired um, his cousin, who was also one of my friends too, Danny, and we brought him on board. And we hired other two trainers. They're no longer with us, but we have other trainers now. Holly, you know, um, our staff is great. Like our training staff is great. And so, you know, we we just, it, it went from like us being like, how are we gonna do this? And in marketing, like, like I said, it was IG, you know, um, people like people post every time they come in. We'll be like, "Yo, just like tag vibes, shout us out." Angelie did a nice little post for us. Like she just shouted us out. Like she she said she was gonna come through because I called her out. I was like, "Yo, Angelie, where you at?" And then she was like, "Then she responded to it and was like, I'll be there soon." And I was like, "Whoa!" And so you know, that was like she never came. I'm not mad, but you know, whenever she ready, she ready. But you know, yeah, of like. Course. Yeah, like, but it was fire, like, because yeah, she didn't- she showed love. Yeah, yeah, she showed love. Show love at all. And I wasn't expecting anything out of it. I was just being like, hey, and then she like reposted it and said, oh, I'll be there soon. And so, you know, we was like, dang. And so, you know, like people started like gradually coming in and now it's like, like people like, like they'll be like, oh, I just moved on the block. This is great. It's a gym right here. Like I was going all the way to Blink. It's like a 20 minute walk. Now this is like, five second walk and I'm like awesome so you know it's just like you know word of mouth IG and just promos like those promos really help you know like at the time we was like dang we're not making anything from this but it's okay it's gonna 
cost at the end of the day, and it did. And it, that's what it did. You know, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, again, you're servicing an area, especially now uh, what you're saying is there's not too many gyms like within that area. Nah. But ju just, you know, just how it happened from you going, you know, you getting fired from Blink to going to Hype and, you know, testing out these other gyms to you doing it on the roof. And obviously you were doing it on the roof. Your, your clientele that you have now, obviously it wouldn't have been the same if you continued on the roof, right? So for the neighbors complaining, being on the roof, to you speaking, to the landlord for saying, hey, here's this garage, it, it seems like everything just kind of lined up. And not to say there wasn't trials and tribulations and, and heartache. I remember uh, connecting with you one time and you know a, a contractor that, that you had originally, you, you had to like get another one. And so you, yeah. you've, had your, you've had your stuff that, that's happened along the way, right? Yeah. Um, but it seems like everything kind of fell into place as it was supposed to, which is which is crazy. Yeah, right? it was um, it was great because everything did line up the way it was supposed to, um, and and I, I could you couldn't like you couldn't like make this up, you know? You couldn't be like, okay, this is like uh, this this happened and like everything just was like this is here and like. Like one, after, it was pretty much like after every door kept shutting, another door opened. So it was like, it, it lined up like that. So when we were getting no's, like, and Tay and I would keep saying this, like every no was a yes to us. So when our, like when our, when our um, neighbors downstairs at on the rooftop would be like yelling and complaining, to our landlord and being like taking pictures and like trying to get us in trouble and sending the cops over to our house. It was crazy. It was like, it was like, okay, we took that note and heard it. And then our landlord was like, but I have this right here. And we're like, oh, great. And then we just <laughs> walked into that. <laughs> yeah. And so when, when a contractor wanted to like leave and not do their job, it was like, okay. We heard that no, and then another contractor just stepped on up and was like, "Hey, I'll finish mm -hmm. it off right here." So I, I, I want to like tell, like I want people to understand: don't take a no as a like, like the all into everything. Like a no does not mean it's over. A no just means there's gonna be a better door to open up. Like something better is about to come. So every time I get a no, I don't necessarily be like, "Dang, man, it's the end." I know that something better is about to come. So I like no's. I prefer no, because I'm like, yes. When I get too many yeses, then I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, yeah. something is about to be crazy right here. Yeah. So I always tell people like, don't don't let the no be your last to like, don't like, don't let no be like, all right, then I'm not doing it. Take that no and then like be like, there's something else better that's about to happen. Like God is about to open up a door that you wasn't like not ready for. And it'd be like when you least expect it too. Cause when when homies was getting mad on the rooftop, and we like, yo, like, but it was crazy because we were also like, well, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do because it's about to get cold and people are not gonna want to train outside. So we were already thinking about looking into places to like see like how we can like take the rooftop idea and take it into a gym, like put it inside somewhere. And then it just so happened our landlord was like, I gotta. <laughs> like I got an open spot for y'all so it was just like wow you know and we still got had a lot of like complaints even when we was here 
we had complaints from the dude that was living in the apartment next door to the gym, like complaining every day, trying to kick us out, doing shady things to our business. But you know, God bless him. And you know, he couldn't get the he couldn't get what he wanted. And it turned out a better situation happened for us. So it was just like, hey, like take like take those no's as like a blessing. Something like not sometimes but all the time. Like take a no as a blessing. Cause something is better something better is about to happen. Yeah, you know, I as um as I'm just kind of reenacting your story. Uh, you know, going from when you when you graduated um, from Southern Illinois, right? Southern Illinois yeah. in 2011, to you know, you having you wanting to be an actor, to uh, you know, your dad telling you like, "Yo, you should be a trainer," and then pushing you to be a train, you know, hey, you should do this trainer because it'll help you with the acting. To him, you know, buying you resistance bands and dumbbells, um, and getting you the book. Um, and ultimately, you know, him kind of pushing you and being your motivation. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever sat with this and this isn't to get too deep, but I really want you to think about this. Like, if you had the opportunity to to say something to him now, you know, with the success and obviously you've had, you know, your bumps and roll, but you know, you own him, unfortunately not being able to see you own your own gym, but um, in the flesh at least, but like, what would you say to him now? Oof, wow, that was good. Mm. What I'll say to my dad now is, one, I would just say thank you. Thank you for, um, like, seeing something in me that I didn't see at the time. Because I never saw myself being a personal trainer. I didn't see this as my journey. I didn't see myself as a business owner. You know, I saw, I knew I wanted to be, like, like an actor, I knew I wanted to be on that that stage, but I didn't see myself on the stage of a business entrepreneur. Like I didn't see on my, I didn't see myself on that stage. So my dad saw something in me from like a kid to now. Like he saw it in me, and so like I'm, I, I want to tell him thank you for seeing the the possibility of me being somebody that can help people in another way versus, you know, like even when actors are also helping people get through something, you know? Of course. And you know, like you, you, like as an actor, entertainer, you're helping people get through that like low moment. They might be sad. So you want to bring their spirits up and you're helping them get through any anxiety with the show that you do. Like, you know, so you're helping them on some, on some type of capacity as a personal trainer, you're also helping people. So my dad saw me as, yes, you're gonna be an actor, but you're gonna be an actor of personal training. You're gonna be on this stage right here, helping people get through their, like any problems they have with their health, whether it's weight, getting them to eat right, like getting them on a nutrition path, getting them on a like mental stability path, getting them to see the best version of themselves. And I'm like, like, dang, like, I, I like this stage better than the stage that I was on before, you know? You know, this stage is a lot, it, 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 it holds a lot of weight. And, um, you know, you you gotta come into it every single day, like, you know, like, you can't, you can't be like, even if you're going through stuff, like, oh man, this happened. You gotta kind of put that on the side 
because the show must go on. <laughs> like the show must go on. You gotta give them like, give them the, the show, the works that they came in there for, you know? And they gonna leave the show like, dang, that was great. So, you know, like that's basically, my dad was like, yeah, like you're gonna be that, but you're gonna be in, it's gonna be in another stage. It's gonna look like this. So I, I would tell my dad, like, thank you so much for seeing something greater than I saw in myself, you know, um, for believing in me too. Cause a, a lot of people in my family, like my, like my family did not believe in me, you know? And my dad always believed in me. When I said I wanted to move to New York, he didn't go, why would you want to do that? He was like, all right, kiddo, do it. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go right now. Let's let, like, he was, he was always like supporting me. Like if I, if I was like that, I want to like eat nothing but ice cream for the rest of my life. He probably was like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. You know? So my dad believed in me, but he always put like, he, he pushed me to see a, a better, a better version of myself. So, you know, I, I would definitely tell him, thank you for seeing something that I didn't see. Cause I definitely, definitely did not see that like coming at all. Like, and he did, he, he saw it, you know? And um, I'm just so like, man, that was a good question, Mike. Yeah, that was good. That was you know, good. I was yeah. like, dang, <laughs> like. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I um, you know, someone, so profound um you know and you sometimes like you said you you use you know a little bit of uh, a lot of your the gym was your way to relieve your grief to kind of escape like how you were feeling and it ultimately got you into a place of focus and manifested ultimately what your dad originally saw in you right and yeah. you know sometimes we get so caught up in the work and just doing right so you say hey you know it's not failures it's not final I'm just going on to the next thing that we we don't get we don't take the time to sit back and say like yo I did this right yeah yeah right like yeah. like I, I this is something that was created and you know and this person played a major role in that, right? So, so it can happen in breakups, right? Like yeah. one of my breakups, I, I wrote a book, I started my podcast, I did a motivational album. It was a blessing, right? Yeah. And, uh, and it, it happens like that sometimes. Um, but, you know, th the first question I asked you was, you know, who, who did you like, who have you looked up to or who motivated you? And you spoke about your dad. And, um, you know, obviously prior to this, before this, I, did, I didn't know he passed away. Um, but I could see the respect um, and, and the love that that you have for him and what he what he meant to you. Yeah. And, you know, it was, just, it was just so important that, you know, looking back, you know, and you being reflective, you know, everything that you've manifested that he saw you were able to do. Right. Yeah. So this was just a time to just be like, yo, I, I did this, man. Thank you. Yeah. Right. And, and I just I just wanted to give you the space, you know, for that, because, you know, sometimes we don't take that space. Right. We just kind of yeah. go through the exactly. motions. You don't you don't really like I never really like I like sat down with like the grieving part of losing my dad because <clears throat> I used the gym so much. And um, <clears throat> I don't really share this, actually, probably the first person I share this with. But like the reason I work out so much is because like like if I don't work out, I feel like a part of me, like I started, I started going back into like, dang man, I miss my dad. And I started going in that sinking spot. 
So I, I use exercising to just be like, all right, get me through just so I can be like, all right, this is like, like, cause like, it's, it's still like, a, it's still like hurts, you know, like, of especially course. holidays. Holidays are the worst, you know? It's, it's now seven years of me not having my dad. And you know, his birthday is on Christmas. So oh. around this time of year, it's always like, ah, uh, so yeah. hard. So, you know, like I, I use the gym to still use for my coping to like, like to grieve. Cause you know, like, and, that, and that's why it's, it's super important. Like to like, like when you lose a loved one to take that time for yourself and really like, like, you know, like let it like let that stuff hit you because like for me i i didn't I, I remember i didn't i didn't cry for like a whole year after i lost my dad i didn't cry i i remember like cried at the funeral and then after that i didn't cry i i didn't want to talk about it people asking questions about it i'm like oh don't want to talk about it i was just like cold like mm-hmm. people be like you want to go out i'm like nah i want to go to the gym like I was literally at the gym three day, like three times a day. I would go in the morning, go to work, go after work, and then like late at night, and then like back at it again. And it was just like, like I would go like five a.m. in the morning, go to work, go back at the gym after I get off of work at three, and then like late, like around like eight o'clock, I'll eat, and then eight o'clock to close, and I was at the gym. So like, and people used to be like, dang, you live at the gym, you always here. And I'm like, yeah. And that was like, that was me to like, you know, like, like, cause my dad and I, like, that's where we had a lot of our good moments, like moments that he saw in me, like, like you said, like that he saw something in me in that moment. And I'm like, nah, I just, I just like working out dad. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, you know, like, yeah, like that, that was, that was, wow. That was good, Mike. Woo. <laughs> Nah, first of all, I, hey. I, 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 nah, I, I, man, I want to, you know, thank you for just, you know, just being vulnerable, you know, and because again, the, um, you know, unfortunately your situation isn't unique. There's so many people that's going through things and, you know, they use certain outlets and things to, to try to process uh, either their grief or, you know, whatever that looks like. So, you know, in, in that space of, you know, just still going, you know, this, it's not something you get over. It's, it's something you learn to live with. Right. Um, yeah. it, you know, so in that, in that space, just, just learning and just, just being reflective and just congratulating yourself. Right. And just, yeah. you know, just finding a way to say thank you um, because it was a catalyst for the human being that you've become yeah. 100% that, yep. you know, that, and, and you know everything ha- I, you know I always say everything happens exactly how it's supposed to because yeah. it happened right like yeah. everything lined up exactly how it's supposed to right if if you didn't sleep on this D train you know it, it gave you you learned some grit some grind from it like everything everything lined up exactly how it's supposed supposed to and you know again some of the some of the events weren't ideal or was optimal or, or felt great but it created who you are today and the impact that that you have amongst your clients and and even within the community right so man it was just it was it was so important uh to to just to just shed light on that and again i am uh extremely uh grateful for you just to you know just to share some of that because again i know it's, it's it's definitely not easy but it was it's such a powerful moment um that uh not only will you know the people who listen get but even for yourself right it, it's right. such a powerful moment so you know, right. thank you. Thank Definitely. you for that.
No, thank you. Thank you for like allowing me to have this space to like, you know, share that story too. Cause you know, like, like I said, a lot of people, they, they're like, like one thing I want people to understand is like, don't be discouraged. You know, life is going to be hard. You know, life is going to be hard no matter what. But it's always like, if you put, like, if you put intentions into every action that you make, then it's going to get better as you go and progress. You know, like, I'm sure everybody wants a million dollars. Yes, we all want a million dollars, but you got to put intentions onto getting a million dollars. You got to say, okay, I want a million dollars and this is what it's going to look like. You know, like, I, I see it. Like, I, like, I see myself being a millionaire. And so I, I see, like, I, I close my eyes and I see what that looks like. And I know it's going to happen. I already, like, I already wrote it down. I already said it, like, God knows what's up. Like, you know, like, you know what's up. So now it's like my intentions, what am I going to do next? You know, I can't be out here like, I'm going to hold on all my money. No, you can't hold on to your money either. You also got to be somebody that's going to be willing to, like, give. I, I also give money to people too. I want to give people stuff and I don't ever ask for anything back in return. You know, millionaires, what do they do? They give to charities. They don't ask for it back. So you have to act like a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I act like I'm a millionaire already. Like I already have in like ways how millionaires work. You know, like what do they do? What is, what does millionaires do? All right, that's what I'm gonna do too. So like when it happens, when I become a millionaire, I'm not gonna be like, oh dang, wow, I can't believe I'm a millionaire. It's like, yeah, I already said this. So yeah, what else? Like, I never forget Kobe talks about it. Like, he was like, I always said I wanted to be great. So when I already happened, I wasn't like, oh, wow, this this happened. Like, it was like, no, nah, like, this is how I look. Like, I knew this was gonna happen. So, you know, I always like lead like that. You gotta like already like, you know, like they say, if you walk, you gotta walk the talk, walk the walk and walk the talk. Like, like I'm going to walk the walk and talk it too. Like, this is what I am, you know? So, you know, like you asked me that question, who am I? Like, I'm a millionaire, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a black owner, a black business owner, that a black woman, excuse me, a black female business owner that's a millionaire. Plain, simple, like, you know? And, and I want people to understand, like, everybody can get there, you know? Absolutely. We all can get there. You just gotta have a mindset for it, you know? Like, mindset is key. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love it, man. Man, this was it was such a powerful interview, man. Thank you so much for the for the time. Um, two things, definitely. Where can uh, people find you? Vibes training, uh, like, how, what's the easiest way to, to get a hold of you? Um, yeah, you can find me. Um, my um IG is body x Brittany B R I T T N E Y. Um, that's on the IG, and also you can also follow. Our vibes page is called it's, um, vibes with a Z, not an S, but vibes with a Z training on um, IG. So vibes training, or you can you know hit me up on my IG body x Brittany. Awesome, awesome. Any final any final words for the people? Um, final words for the people. Um, one, put God first in everything you do. Um, like always, put God first. And two, make sure like you believe in yourself, believe that you can do whatever you put your mind to. 
Like that's like that's not a cliche thing. That's a real thing. Believe in yourself. You gotta be your biggest fan because nobody else is gonna be a bigger fan than you. And um, three, like don't don't get discouraged. Like keep 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 going for whatever you want. It's gonna be a million and ten no's before you get that one yes. So you know like take those no's as your blessings, take those no's as a great, like, gratitude, thank you, you know, like, instead of being like, ah, oh, man, I got another no, like, say, thank you, God, for that no, because I know you're about to open up another door, so, you know, like, be grateful, be humble, lead, will always lead with love, peace, and joy, like, you gotta lead with that, keep it in your heart, even up to the people that are your haters, you gotta love your haters, because they, let me tell you, your haters, are gonna end up being somebody that one day they gon' they gonna need you. My grandmother always say, your enemy may gonna be your enemy will become your footstool. And I believe in that. Like, yo. Nice. So, you know, um, just you know, always like keep keep God first and always lead with love, peace, and joy, and you're gonna be good. Awesome, awesome. Brittany, man, thank you so, so much, man. This was right. such an amazing, amazing interview. Uh again, make sure you check uh Brit out if you're in the Brooklyn area, Best Eye, check out Vibes Training. Uh, man, thank you so much, guys. Of course, you know where to find me. This is episode 126 of the podcast. Nothing but love, guys. Peace. As usual, thank you for listening.